Welcome to the Stop Coding Automation Podcast, where we all get together to learn more about automation and software testing with your host, Ajamo Adams. Hey, it's Ajamo, and welcome to another episode of the Stop Coding Automation Podcast. Today, we'll be speaking with Matthew Whitaker, a test automation professional all about getting started in software testing and his journey. This is part of our new series of interviews where we speak to guests about how they got into the software testing industry and learn more about their journey as all of us have different unique stories. Matthew is a test automation professional who originally from a military background. Matthew got into software testing six years ago and he's currently in the process of building his second testing team in the six years' time he's been in the industry. Matthew is a massive fan of TestTrail as a test management software and Catalon Studio for automation and is an advocate for pushing testing to the left as far as possible. You won't want to miss this episode, guys. Check it out. Hey, Matthew. Welcome to Self-Coding. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. I am um, really excited to learn more about your journey and your thoughts. But before we go any further, did I miss anything in the intro you would like to share with the show? No, I think you got everything down to a T. Um, I obviously had the military background and I've been building teams ever since. Sounds good. Sounds good to us. Okay, to kick things off, can you tell us a bit more about your background before getting into the software testing industry? Yes, of course. So, well, when I was at school, I was always a keen person in IT. So that's where I kind of picked up my IT skills to begin with. And then as soon as I left school, I went to the army. Well, I was in the army, I was, I was in the signals, which is um, all about communications and IT anyway. So whilst I was in there, it it kind of spurred my knowledge of IT and trying to pick things up. Whilst I was, um, when I was looking to leave the army, I was approached to join a software company and they pushed a bit of the testing side because I've got a bit of OCD anyway. So I um, I enjoy trying to find different things. So they pushed, pushed testing towards what they thought my skill set would match. And from there, I've been software testing ever since. Oh, wow. It sounds like it's something that kind of came to you naturally. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it chose me. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's software testing, it's just so unique. I always say you can go to, to university and to college and learn to code and, and come out and be a developer, but there isn't any straight form to become a software tester, really. It kind of, you can come from any direction from, you know, I've seen developers become testers or from just total different backgrounds. So it's so nice to, to be in an industry where it's so unique to what, and the work we do, it's just, is needed more than ever now. With a lot of things going online, yeah, I just think it's so important. Absolutely. And I think, especially with, like you mentioned, developers going on to testers, I think that's becoming such a big thing now, which is really good because developers actually knowing and thinking that we need testers is a positive sign that things are going forward not just for obviously the testing industry but any any industry that's around testing or any business really 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. It's growing year on year. And I think it will just continue doing that. And with, it, with its popularity, it's something that, you know, I really, really look forward to see how it will go. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think testing will only go forward now, and which is a positive for us all. And it's only going to get bigger and better, which is what we all want at the end of the day, isn't it? My next question was going to be, what made you choose software testing? But it sounds like, as we said, it kind of came a bit to you. You were kind of directed that direction and you seem to, to like it. Yeah, it's one of those things I feel like it came naturally towards me. Really. It's like the career picked me, which is nice. But it's obviously it all stemmed down to the fact of I've got a bit of OCD from my arm times in the army anyway. But when I go to like websites and stuff or anything like that, the first thing I always do is try and like try and find something wrong with it. Um, so that's obviously one of the things that keeps me going in the industry anyway. But also made me think about coming into this sort of industry. That's like the first port of call into it. I, up to this day, I do exactly that. I, I go right to see if I can break something. Exactly. That's you've got to do that. Brings out the fun of some finding something, doesn't it? Exactly. I, I was speaking to a few of my colleagues recently in a meeting and I highlighted exactly that as how testers tend to, a lot of the times, tend to have a different way of thinking when it compares to developers or other members of a team. Because, you know, we are looking at certain things. We are basically looking to see how we can break this. Whereas most people are looking at how can they make this work? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a, it's a really nice contrast. Oh, definitely is. Yeah, I um, I saw something earlier on today, actually. They, uh, someone tagged me or something and said about how like a te- QA engineer went into a bar and didn't ask for zero pints. He asked for like 999 pints minus one plus a lizard and all that sort of stuff. And I said, uh, I didn't know you uh, copied my resume onto a onto a joke. Brilliant. That's exactly it. You know, we're pushing those boundaries just to see what might happen. Exactly. You've got to do anything out of the ordinary. Not what a user does. It's all right. It's just anything out of the ordinary that might break it. Yeah, yeah because the end user, they use these applications in weird and wonderful ways. So we are there just to make sure. Did you encounter any hurdles along the way? I, I can't say I did, to be honest, because obviously leaving the army, I already knew I was going into something stable anyway. So the process was there for me to just kind of just follow and just keep going, really, and just go with the flow. It was just more on myself to keep pushing things and make sure things went along smoothly. Yeah. As you said, you know, coming from a very different way of working was probably very interesting to see just how everything kind of was put together within software testing because at the beginning of your journey, I'm sure as I found it, there's quite a lot to understand about the processes and the different type of tests and what you should be looking for and the terminology. That really got me when I started in the industry. I don't know about if you encountered anything similar. Yeah, well, again, it's obviously I've come from the army background, so I was used to just doing things there and then breaking things with my hands and stuff like that. So it's like trying to transfer skills from breaking things with my hands to thinking of things in my head of how I can break things and then obviously using what testing techniques they've got out there. And then when they started chucking black box and white box and grey box at me, I was like, well, okay, hold on, back off a minute. Just, uh, what do you want about? <laughs> and, and I was exactly the same, you know, and some of the terminologies are quite similar. It means it's the same thing. and. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, it was one of those that there were a lot of reading involved and a lot of trial and error. Oh, yeah. A lot of studying behind it, wasn't there? Exactly. So what is your thoughts on the software testing industry at the moment since you have been involved? Well, they, I think it's definitely very, it's a growing industry, uh, which is good, but it's an enjoyable one as well. And being a part of watching the growth and being able to help the growth as well, especially at the minute, is something which is really good to see. As for like where it's going, it's looking at the things of like the automation, what you can actually do with automation nowadays is absolutely mental compared to what it was probably five years ago. And then again, one of my keen things which I really love is bringing is shifting everything to the left. So now you're actually seeing people engage more when you're saying testing needs to be in earlier, or when they come out and when the project manager comes out and goes, we need this. Then you actually you can sit there and go. Well, actually, testing needs to be further to the left because we need to be part of the getting involved with the uh, the grounding of the work and stuff like that, and actually setting what your user acceptance criteria is going to be. So, bringing it to the left, which is really good at the minute, is enjoyable to see as well. Yeah, I think that that's the direction the, the industry just got to go now, especially with you know agile and that, this way of working. I think, as you said, pushing to the left is, is where it's all at. We need to do that more and more and more, find issues early and get them sorted earlier. You know, without jumping into a massive discussion around Agile, <laughs> which I'm quite passionate about as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's something that compared to the old days of Waterfall, when we worked on something for many months and then kind of just presented, now it's iterative and these features or whatever can change at any time. So just being on top of things and working as close with devs and the business as a whole, I think is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, like you just said about not going into the agile too much, but now you can actually, shifting everything to the left means you can actually see these user acceptance criteria and the plans of what's going to be going on earlier. So you can actually catch this a lot sooner than what it would have been. So like previously it would have been got through a whole system of the development cycle and you're at the end of the test at the testing going why does why is this color blue when it should be pink technically because of x y and z reasons you can actually pick that up a lot earlier and say to the project manager at the time or scrum master whoever have you speaking to and actually be like well actually have we actually thought about this being pink this probably needs to be pink to be in brand guidelines or whatever yeah and that's what it's all about quicker the better quality again not, not wanting to jump too much in our job but quality is the responsibility of everyone you know the entire team so kind of it's nice being in in an industry now where back in the day you'll do your testing as you said it'll you'll do it at the end they, they kind of say throw it over the fence <laughs> uh, when the devs are finished you throw it over the fence to the testers but now everyone is working collaboratively it makes such a difference. And I've seen it, quality as a whole, improving just because of that closeness. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, quality is throughout the whole whole team, not just a testing problem. And actually getting all the testers' job, ideally, is assuring that the quality is there. Being that quality assurance rather than rather than just making sure that it just exists sort of thing. What about automation? Can you see that growing or replacing manual testing roles in the future? 
<laughs> I always find this is a good question. I don't think automation will ever replace manual because you can't beat manual testing for the eye to detail, attention to detail and the, the human's eye of actually looking at things. I feel automation is it's a good solid groundwork for your regression testing and stuff like that and having it go through and speeding up your process of trying to get a release out. But when it comes to actually testing a product and making sure that your new sort of products are around and you can see them, it, it, that can't beat manual testing in my eyes. It, it is a hot topic, is that one? <laughs> you know, I thought I'd put it to you. Um, you know, I have my thoughts on it as well. I, I quite agree with what you said. I think we can never take away that human interaction with an application. I've done automation for many years, and you can replicate to assist with the quality, but I don't think it will, because at the end of the day, it's human beings who's going to be using this application, so you need to get a feel for it. Just little things, because you can't automate everything, obviously, else your maintenance is going to be through the roof, and the projects, the project will fail because that's one of the things that you really have to look out for when you are automating, which is maintainability. That's, in my experience, that's usually what kills automation projects, really. Just be, it being too big, too many things breaking, to maintain it is taking way too long, and then businesses tend to just say, you know what, I don't think this project a success no yeah exactly and i've i've had it quite a lot of the times where i've been working obviously because i've been building teams up etc i've always had it again right i want to get automation in place but it's always been on the back of but automation can't take over everything and it's more of but from my point of view it's like i'm not asking for automation to take over everything it's you've still got me don't worry then i'm not going anywhere but it's just more of it takes the stress of takes the stress off the testing team more or less a bit if you can have something that will do your your boring work essentially what you're going to call it isn't it the regression going over what you've already seen you just need someone to do that for you and why not have a machine that does it it's the mundane stuff the boring stuff the repetitive stuff where human error is more likely that's what i and my team usually go to automate more than anything else, even if it's just in the form of a smoke test sometimes or sanity test, a lot of the times that's good enough to get some of the basics, the most crucial functions of whatever application you're working on. If you could just get those automated to start off with, it could save you so much time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that one. What is your favorite automation testing tool or application? So, like you've already mentioned, um, I am a massive fan of Catalan Studio. One of the main reasons the the UI of it is just, I think it's brilliant. You can't you can't really fault it to be honest. But also, being able to switch so easily between your cross browsing on it is it's it's brilliant. I think it's probably from my research one of the cheapest ones out there as well, which is really good anyway. But being able to have it so you can actually do your clicking along, but also you can have that bit where you can code as well and try and alter the tests. I find so useful, but onboarding people as well, it, it helps a hell of a lot with onboarding people using Catalan. I, uh, I had a team previously 
they um, had no, well, no testing experience at all. Um, so that didn't help me to begin with. But uh, they had no coding experience either. So having something like Catalan where they could physically see what's going on rather than having to look at the code and try and figure out what's going on, they can see in front of them, okay, I'm doing this test right now and it's going to do X, Y, and Z rather than thinking, oh, hold on, where, where's this going and trying to follow it around everywhere. Tools like Catalan Studio have changed the game when it comes to automation. I remember a few years ago, I was in a team and I got brought into a company to train up the manual testers on automation. And back then I used, back then I used Protractor and a few other JavaScript application tools, which, which I loved at the time. <laughs> and I remember, I remember running a workshop and the manual testers just saw the IDE and you can just see their eyes just glazed over black screen with you know with, with, with all the writing on it and it, they just couldn't it just didn't sink in because they were manual tested for a very long time something very different and that's when i decided i needed something a bit more user friendly something that they, they can dip their toe in and slowly get involved and that's that's when i discovered catalan studio and yeah the rest is history really when i wrote a book that's one of the things that I made Sean made center stage, just what it, applications like that can do for a business and a team, especially a fast-moving business. Yeah, definitely. I think if you are in that sort of business where it is, you're moving quite quickly and you need things turned around fairly quickly, Catalan does help you quite a lot. I found that um, I found that quite a lot myself as well, which is which is really helpful, like you said, and just being able to change something with the drop of a pen or click of the fingers it's really good what do you think about the mobile testing space at the moment i think it needs to be pushed more i think from my point of view there's not a lot of mobile testing that goes on i've worked at hsbc before where a lot of mobile testing happened there but ever since there not a lot it never gets raised anywhere so you sit there and you think okay are we going to do anything about it or and there's only so much thinking you can do about it and trying to force it onto people, but also there's only so many hours in a day. I think you can probably max out of the amount of hours you can do. But I think it definitely needs to be pushed more because people are using their phones more. People aren't going to get a laptop out to watch YouTube or whatever. They're going to just go on their phone. Or if you're in the middle of town, you're not going to just go and try and find a, a computer here to try and look at something, you're going to get your phone out and just Google it. And the thing with the mobile side of things, it's moving so quickly. In my experience, a lot of companies, I wouldn't say mobile, a lot of companies still test, focusing mainly on desktop applications or just desktop PCs, really, but it'd be web-based or whatever. But mobile is just, it's everywhere. The traffic in, on mobile applications now, it's almost surpassing doing it on a, a PC or a Mac or whatever, or a desktop computer. And as you said, if you're in the middle of town, you, you won't go and look for a, uh, an internet cafe with, with, with PCs in the corner. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Get your phone out, you'll do what you need to do. Even kids, you know, on, on tablets, and it's just where it's at now. Uh-huh. I was just going to say about even with, like, 
Apple and that bringing out like the iPad Pro and stuff like that. The iPad Pro is a practically a small computer. It is literally just a computer and they've said it's a tablet. That's why now you, you look around and even laptop sales is going down. Your desktops really is... I think the only people I know that really have proper desktops now is gamers. Yeah, so I mean, I spoke to my mum the, the other week and she said, oh yeah, if we need to buy an iPad. I said, okay. But yeah, we, we don't want to use a laptop anymore. It's too big and clunky. It's like, okay. It says it all, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, we, we do have to focus on, on that mobile space. Absolutely, it's a growing market. It's just, I think it's waiting for someone to jump into it with, again, like an automation sort of side of thing for it, where they can, it's like an advanced version of everything. What's one of the most valuable things have you learned as a software tester over the years? Oh, see, now this is a good question. <laughs> I definitely would say one of the main things is like a good con- good set of communication and understanding with not only what's going on, but with team members. I've always found that having a good line of communication with like the developers and the PMs and the scrum masters, etc., is always something that's really key to have within yourself as a tester. Because there's, if you find a bug, you don't, you don't want to have the bad communication or the misunderstanding. You want to have quite a good flow going on where you can raise a bug and you can have a laugh and a joke about it. You just have something there where it's not someone's not going to take offence to it. And just being able to speak clearly and and get it, get your point across in the best possible way, in the most constructive possible way. Because I've seen in the past developers and other individuals might get offended, as you said, from something you might be bringing up or don't want to see it at all. I know that's quite raw to say even on this podcast, but it's true. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen it all. I've seen developers walk out of the room. I've seen testers going to have a little cry. And it's just like, oh, no. And you're just thinking, what, what war zone have I walked into now? So true, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and, and finally, in, in your words, what's the best path for someone to get into the software testing industry? Obviously, coming from a different background, obviously, I've, I've got eyes of, looking into like different CVs, et cetera, and that now. Uh, but for me, it would probably be looking for like a contractor role or something, like a three-month contractor role where you can just go into it and just dabble, just try something and actually ensure that you are going to like it rather than getting tied into something for years on end and then you're stuck. But getting into that contract role, having a month, after that month you can sit there and go, well, actually, yeah, do you know what? This is this is what I want. I've got, I've got the mindset. I've got the skill set. I really want this. At that point, you, know, you can start to chase your dreams and reach as high as you want to. As you said from the beginning, it's so unique from the way, from everything else within IT, I believe. Uh, there's just so much different avenues and skill sets need to be in a particular way, I guess, when it comes to software testing. It's one of those that makes makes me really think, and that's why I like to ask that question because I know individuals will have something different to bring because my path into software testing was you know very different i came from i did telecoms and then i did like you know voice over ip that type of stuff then citrix and backup systems and infrastructure like tomcat and using all these different infrastructure software vmware so a very strange direction and then i end up in software testing through building websites so 
IT is just so vast that something like that makes perfect sense, and I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously because obviously I'm recruiting at the minute, so when I'm looking at CVs, I look for that sort of thing of how you how have you got into it sort of thing. Is it just been a career change randomly, or is it have you tried different things? Yeah, you have to be inquisitive, don't you? You know, you need someone with that type of mindset who's really wanting to try something different, look at some look at a, a problem or an application in a in a different type of way as well. And willing, I'm being brave enough to do it because that's the other side of it. Before we go, is there any actionable advice you can give someone who is trying to get into the software testing industry? And what is the best way to find you, contact you, or learn more about your work? Well, one of the most actionable actions I would say would be don't let anyone ever tell you any different, but testing is important. It's probably one of the most important things out there other than obviously developing it itself. And Testing always belongs as far left as possible. I've, I've said this multiple times now, but for me, it is, it's really close to my heart on this one. It's trying to get it in the cycle as early as possible. So shift it left and keep going left until you can't physically go any further left. <laughs> and I think the best way to obviously reach me would be on LinkedIn or I've got an Instagram account called uh, Developing Matthew. Uh, I've got stuff on there that I post every now and again. Thank you, Matthew, for your thoughts and brilliance. For more about this episode, head on over to stopcoding.co.uk forward slash podcast. So that's it for another episode of the Stop Coding Automation Podcast. I'm Ajamo, and my mission is to help you succeed in software testing and automation and help you get that automation testing job. As always, keep winning, keep testing. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Stop Coding Automation Podcast. Head on over to stopcoding.co.uk for show notes, amazing blog articles, and all you need to get that automation testing job. Don't forget to subscribe to Stop Coding to continue your testing journey. 